Subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, ninjas from around the world. Garrett and Matt are here, and we are excited, as always, to talk to you. We have a wonderful topic today that is very relevant to all of y'all who are doing your business planning right now, as you should be getting prepared for 2023 at this point. But before we dive in, as always, if you have not joined our Facebook community, go to facebook.com slash groups slash The Ninja Selling Podcast or search The Ninja Selling Podcast on Facebook. Wonderful community. I keep saying that we're over 10,000 because I'm hoping by the time these episodes go live, we are over 10,000 members in there. And I'm optimistic that we will be by the time this one goes live. But if we're not, we're very, very, very close. And what a great place. And if you're looking for more information about Ninja Selling, wondering, hey, what? I've stumbled upon this podcast. It's awesome. The hosts are just so amazing. How do I learn more about Ninja Selling? And for that, you can go over to ninjaselling.com and learn all about the Ninja Selling systems and what they're all about and the installations. And you can also check out Larry Kendall's book, Ninja Selling, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Well, I think. I'm actually not very sure. That's just how everybody else does those types of kind of lead-ins, Garrett. So I figured I'd just... You did great, man. It was perfect. Well, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, man. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm not used to the time change in here. It's still early in the morning and it's very dark outside. So I'm trying to... Uh, I'm adjusting. I'm adjusting to this time of the year. I think uh, we all miss the sunlight as it starts to wane a little bit. So yeah, the winter times with the short days, that's always... We were walking out to the car, I was taking Victoria to school and she's like, it's dark out and we're driving to school. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yes, it is. And we are. <laughs> It's amazing how fast it changes. Like all of a sudden it's like, you notice it. It's like, boom, boom. It's getting dark out. Like it's quick. Yeah. It gets dark early out there. Thanks, Yogi Berra. Well, Garrett, we have a great topic that you brought to the table today to discuss, which is really relevant to how we think about our business because, and you said this, you said, we think our business is about selling real estate and it's not. It's about finding and creating opportunities for other people, to help other people, as you said. I've been watching it a lot as we've come out of the last two years. And I'm watching it as the marketplaces are changing. And I'm watching agents that are focusing on their day-to-day -day activities as I need to go out and find listings. I need to go out and find people to sell homes to. And that's where their mindset's at. They're looking at, I need to find more closings. I need to find more chunks of business. And it's interesting is they're actually focusing on the results. They're focusing on the results of what they create in their business. They're not focusing on the activities that to create the results. Because if you look at, okay, my business is these activities. Now, all of a sudden, the results are just a byproduct of these activities that you've built this business around, which would be you know, all the ninja systems. One of my activities is making sure that I'm talking to and interviewing, having great forward conversations with 50 people a week. What if you thought of that as your job, not as a system as part of your job? What if you looked at lunches? I sit down twice a week and have a really in-depth lunch with people and get to know them and what's going on with their life and share ideas and, and see what's happening with them and listen to the pain or pleasure that's happening in their life. What if you looked at that as your job was to go have lunch with people and the byproduct is it allowed you to help more people with real estate? You can look at every single system on the Ninja 9 
that a lot of people resist and they push back on and they're like, I'll get to it if I can, or if it's a negotiable when that time comes up. But showing property and listing presentations aren't negotiables. Those are like, oh, I've got this. This is my job. This is what I do. What if we flip the energy on this? What would your business look like? And that's why I wanted to bring it up with you to, just to chat about today, Matt, is because I, I'm seeing a disconnect and I see it during these times more than ever because people are some people are falling into a little bit of scarcity mode and they're focusing on the wrong stuff. So that's why I wanted to throw this into the, uh, the game today. I like this because if you shift that mindset and that focus, your business really does explode. Right. I mean, the amount of amazing stuff that comes out of there. And I think part of it is because to be in that position and look at your real estate career as that type of thing where this is my job to go do these things versus just listing and selling homes, you need to be in a place of gratitude. You need to be in a place of abundance. You need to be in a place of service versus, you know, maybe a place of selfishness. And we're all selfish, right? We all are selfish in a certain way. We all want to do certain things. And, and I totally get that. But when we make that switch, it changes a lot. Mark Gordon was talking about this on his social media and about football players, right? As an example, you know, they say, hey, playing on Sunday is fun. I would do that for free. What I get paid for is showing up to practice every day of the week, putting in the work so that when I get to go have fun, that's where I get to reap the rewards of it. And if we looked at real estate the same way as like, hey, I get paid to be in flow with my people, to pay attention to them, to look for the opportunities to bring value and solutions to them. And then when we get to go look at houses, write contracts, negotiate, list and sell homes, like that's the fun part. That's the part that we get to do for quote free. Just so happens that that's also when we collect the check for all the stuff that we've been doing. I love that you related that back to like the game of football because like that's when you're out playing the game. That's when you get to go and do the fun stuff. That's why they call it playing. You get to go play. Yep. Currently right now, and again, and I think it's again, it's just kind of lost where it's like, hey, this is the time that you build. It's the time you create. It's the time that you have you know, the word consistency comes up for me in my head over and over and over again. If you want a consistent business, it's built out of the consistent aspects that build the business, that grow the business, allow you to be on the field playing more often. If you want to be that star player on the field, there's some natural talent out on the field, but you look at somebody like Michael Jordan. If anybody watched the Michael Jordan story, it has nothing to do with him being talented actually on the court. It has to do with the time and the energy that he put in up front and worked and everybody who said in that interview and in that documentary they did never seen somebody work with a work ethic outside of the game like him he was the first one in the gym he was the last one to leave he was practicing more than anybody out there he gave the team members a hard time for not showing up at the level that he did which allowed the entire team to raise up and to be better you need to look at the basic ninja systems as it's the practice time, it's the planning time, it's the executing time to grow this thing. And and Matt, and the reason it's so important right now is it is one of the defining factors that I'm watching that's separating the okay from the amazing right now. I am seeing the division with the consistency not being put in place or it being a, I'll get to it when I have time. Yeah. 
Well, you think about the potential of everybody and you think about, okay, Michael Jordan's a good example, greatest of all time in basketball, arguably. And you also look at just industries and you have these people are the greatest, these people, but how many greatest of all times never came to be because they didn't put in the work. Maybe the talent was there. They had the skill set. They have the personality skills to be the top realtor, but they never put in the work. They never became. I think there's so many people out there that could be the best, quote unquote, or whatever, that don't actually become that way. They don't get the magazine covers. They don't get the stages to speak on because they're not doing the things when nobody's looking, right? They're not showing up and practicing their stuff. They're not showing up and loving on their people and looking for those opportunities for change. They're just showing up and doing, doing the business when it's there which is fine. I mean, you got to choose what you want to do, which is why I think this works well with business planning. Because if you can build your plan for 2023 saying, my focus is finding people who need help versus my focus is finding deals. Now, I, if you want to run the numbers and we do this in our business planning, Garrett, we say, hey, how much do you want to make? We have to kind of tie that back to see like, okay, what does that mean in terms of deals? But to then generate those deals comes service. And you start to then, okay, I'm drawing a, a very, very hard line between understanding this goal and what I'm actually going out there and doing. I think that's important differentiation, Garrett. Oh, no, I definitely think it is. The interesting part around that is, is that relationships are not a linear result pattern. It's, it's weird because you can't sit there and say, okay, I went and knocked on 10 doors. Here's my results. Well, I know that if I go knock on 10 doors, I'm going to get these results. And so I'll just knock on 20 next time. And then I'll knock on 30 next time. And, and you're really dealing with the same situation every single time when you go knock on that door, talk to somebody, do your dialogue, boom, move on to the next one. Relationships are interesting because there's an exponential growth to those relationships. One relationship that could not feel comfortable referring me right now as I cultivate and work with them and stay in flow with them next year, they might feel comfortable referring to me. And I say might the year after that, they might definitely feel comfortable referring me the year after that. They might be like, this is my person when it comes to real estate. Don't use anybody else. Like now they're a raving fan. And it's like, you start to build more and more and more of those people in, in your world there's a certain point you don't need any more people. And these goals that you set for yourself, they just start generating this, just spitting off people that need our help. They need our service. And it all comes down to the ones that generate that have a very consistent plan up front that is non-negotiable. It's not up for if I get to it, I'll get to it. If I have time to get to it. The amount of conversations, Matt, that we have where we'll get on a coaching call and I'm like, how were your systems last week? Oh, I didn't have time for them. Oh, it's like, okay, so why didn't you have time for it? Well, I had this happen. I had an out-of-town client come in. I had a listing presentation I had to get ready for. I had this going on over here. And it's like, that's the, so it made me come up with this idea for this topic for this episode of like, what if your focus of what your business was, was different? What if these were the non-negotiables? These are the ones that could not be pushed off. And the other things, the results of the people we needed to help actually fell a little bit more into that category. Now, I'm not saying leave people high and dry, but it's like, how can we figure out how to help more people? Well, and you look at the systems. We have a system for buyers. We have a system for sellers. If we're following that, most of the time, it shouldn't be, quote, hard to execute on. There are times, go back six months, a year, 
listing comes on, we got to run out and see it. Totally understand. You have those types of situations. But there is a system for that. And we tend to then, if we don't follow the system, that becomes confusing. And it becomes confusing with our time. And I hope that this isn't confusing as I'm explaining it. But because there's a system, you can build support around executing that system because we know what the next step is. We know how to handle those things. It's harder to build a system around finding opportunities to help people because the system there involves us communicating and involves us listening and involves an active involvement from our part. It's not just, you know, hire an inside sales associate to go cold call people for life changes and for, you know, things that they need help with. That's, we got to be present. And that's where the whole concept that you've been explaining over many, many episodes of the smaller database that you're paying attention to, if you're really caring for those people, it does achieve exponential results. But that's the part that we have to lean into. And so kind of pulling it to what you're saying is if our non-negotiables were caring for these people, and it's not that the non-negotiables aren't going to also be running the systems, but you can build support and have support to run those systems that make that client experience incredible as well. I hope that now makes sense. And man, I mean, as I was listening to you, I think one of the challenges is that when you are not in abundance mode, when you're in scarcity mode, that's where it gets tough because your brain's saying, I get it. I'm supposed to call these people and build these relationships and do all this stuff. And I know it's the, it's the long game, but right now I need closings. Right now I need some deals. Right now I need some things to come together. And there's a point in there where that mindset's allowed to shift to... I know if I do my systems, I'm going to generate more than I need. And it usually happens once the business starts going. Now, we watch, Matt, it's funny, we'll watch people that'll kind of seesaw on this for a while as they figure it out. They will get that place of abundance. They start building a whole bunch of opportunity coming because they're doing the right systems. And then all of a sudden, they get so focused on the business, they stop doing the systems. Now they start sliding back the other direction. And then they're like, oh, crap, I need closings. And then they fly back over to their systems. They start doing that. They're like, man, I should do these always. Like, look at this. When I do this, it creates business. You're like, yeah, do it all the time. And then they build up great business. They swing the other direction, stop doing their systems, slide back down the other side. And... Matt, we've talked about this before, and I actually had a great conversation with one of our coaches this week that one of the biggest challenges is the delayed result on the system. Oh, yeah. We're such an immediate gratification. TikTok's a prime example. We sit there and we look at TikTok and you go, okay, I'm watching this video. Is it giving me satisfaction or is it not? And I was kind of timing myself the other day. It's about two seconds, maybe. That you look at a video and your finger either swipes up to move on to the next one, or you basically sit there and watch it for, let's say, 30 seconds. And maybe you make it to the end of 30 seconds. Maybe you just get enough that you're like, eh, okay, that's good. Move on to the next one. Where we're so used to going, okay, I got what I needed out of this activity that I was just doing. When you look at Ninja, like you need to understand it is a long-term game, but if, gosh, if you can be consistent with it, what do we hear, Matt? We hear of people saying they've got freedom, they can sleep at night, they're more relaxed than they've ever been, they can plan their business better than they can ever plan their business. And that's why we wanted to talk about this was with business planning coming up. Like, let's create a plan that allows you to sleep at night. Yeah. Oh, man. So many things that you said there, including like the TikTok and how our attention is diverted and all of this stuff. And then getting right to like, okay, what can we do to sleep at night? Because... You should be excited to get up and do this business. And 
the cool part is you don't have to exclude doing the business and working on the business as separate things either. Once you get busy, fantastic. All of these people you're doing business with you can be people that you pay attention to to see if there's pain or pleasure and changes and other things that you can do to help care for them and provide solutions and a wonderful experience. And a lot of times we're like, all right, I got a buyer. Cool. Don't need to learn any more about them. Just going to help them do their deal. It's like, no, that's the opportunity. One fun part I love with clients that we work with, Garrett, is like, I was too consumed with being in the business. I'm like, okay, tell me about being in the business. How many people did you talk to? How many clients did you talk to? In their deal, how many agents? How many lenders? How many home inspectors? How many attorneys? Title? Like, just go through your phone. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, all these people. I'm like, did you ask them a Ford question? No. I'm like, there's your lost 20 Ford conversations that could have been this past week. The law of procession that we talked about on a prior episode, Larry's like, hey, just ask somebody while you're in, in the business mode, just be like, hey, how's business for you? How's the family? And all of a sudden, now we have this new opportunity to serve someone in a different way, and it's going to come back around to business. It ultimately will. And I think that's the cool part about all this stuff. So you take that mindset approach, and it applies to everyone that's in front of you including those people who are under contract. I mean, it's, it's not mutually exclusive in that matter. That's the cool part about it. as you get more consistent with all the stuff, what you start to realize is there's business all around you. There are so many people that need help right now. In this industry, this marketplace that we're currently in right now, what you find is as you get out and you're talking to more people and in flow with more people, there's actually a lot of people that want to buy or sell right now. There's a lot of them. Well, what about all those people that didn't get those homes on multiple offers. Like, There was a lot of people who didn't buy homes six months ago, by the way, folks, that probably still want to buy. They may just think, and they're not talking about it because it's like, oh, I can't because of this, this, and this. And maybe that's possible. Maybe that's the situation. But there's still pain or pleasure in those people's worlds. There's still opportunity to serve those people and understand, hey, what's going on and how can I just bring some value to them? And when you're bringing value, man, business looks really good when you're just focused on bringing value. You said buyers. There's a lot of sellers who didn't sell because they were sitting on their home going, okay, it's not the right house for us. It's too big. I get it. It's a lot of stuff going on. But this is making us so much money just staying here right now. Like, Let's just hang out and wait. And it's funny because a lot of those people that were the hangout wait because they wanted to get the most amount they possibly could out of this house. Now they're looking at it and going like, oh, we should have sold. We didn't sell. We're going to wait for the next kind of runaround to come back up because like, we don't want to lose money that we could have had. And that conversation, I'm finding if, we, if you can sit down and have that conversation with people and pull that out and show them, no, look at how much you've made since you bought this house. Like It's not the peak and you lost money. It's where you bought to where you're currently sitting at right now. And again, what are your life changes going on? Why would you want to be selling? Why did this even come up as an idea? And then start focusing on that about let's move on in life. Yes, this house is too big for you guys. Let's figure out something different, a different plan here. When times get a little uncertain, and we're in this perfect time right now, by the time this airs, I don't know, we might have complete clear certainty on what's going on. Maybe. But when there's that that kind of uncertain time, what happens is is people retreat and they get quiet and they don't 
always just go ask for help. And they don't always just go jump out to the realtor and say, hey, how do we do this right now? They kind of stew on it. They go back, they go to their quiet corner of their house and they go, I just need to lick my wounds for a second and kind of figure out what, what I need to do here. And if you can be involved in those conversations, all of a sudden they have the opportunity of saying, what if, like, how would we do this right now? And is it a good time to be selling right now? Is it a good time to be looking for a house? You get to have those conversations that may not just come up on their own. That's the beauty of the relationships during this time right now. It's like it's just golden opportunity. You hit on something that I was actually talking about this morning in this group that I'm involved in. It's called Red Truck Men. And we meet once a month. It's a group of guys. And, and we were talking this morning about like, hey, checking on your friends, checking on your, your, your neighbor. And, and one guy said, yeah, but you know, as a dude, when you call and say, hey, man, how's your day? You're going to get that response. Yeah, it's good. Right. He's like, you got to go spend time with these people. And that's exactly what you said. Like, we can't just wait for people to come and say, hey, Garrett, I want you to help me sell my house. You can. But if you're leaning into these core relationships and asking questions and just being there, they're going to open up and then they're going to ask questions, whether it's at a level of detail that you're like, man, I didn't want to know that. Or it's just on like, hey, we have some questions about real estate. We have some questions about what are our options with this home and you know, what is it really going to take? Because we're in this business so long and, and doing so many deals that like maybe just listing and selling a house seems easy, right? But for the person and the people inside that home, for that family, they just may not look at it that way. They may be thinking, I want to, I don't know what to do, but I'm not ready to converse about it until someone's in my world who's showing that they care about me. And it's amazing the relationships that come off of that when you do that. So it's funny that you brought that up because I was like, I was just literally just talking about that with a group of guys this morning. So well, this started to remind me too of an episode we did a long time ago, which we talked about quantity time versus quality time. And when I look at our databases a lot of time, I watch realtors that try to fit in quality time with their people. I'll do a client appreciation event. That's a quality time interaction. We get that time to be able to hang out, hi, you know, connect, fun event, whatnot pumpkin drives and things like that, the pie giveaways at Thanksgiving, those are quality time activities. They kind of like get that little burst of energy. It's great. The real business comes out of quantity time. And when we talked about this way back when we were talking about relationships with your kids and difference of quality time with a child and quantity time with the child, quality time is going and saying, use my son as an example, hey, Otto, let's go in the backyard and throw the ball around for a little bit. That might be a quality time activity, me spending one-on-one -on -one time with my son. Out of a quality moment, you very rarely will get the big conversations. Very rarely will he ask me or tell me about things that are going on in his life that are bothering him or situations that he's struggling with or difficulties that he's trying to kind of map his way through or maneuver his way through. But the quantity time, getting out and sitting in a fishing boat and having time with each other, just having time to ask simple little questions. What's going on with this? What are you working on right now? How are your video games going? Like, hey, have you been out hiking in the backyard at all lately? That time of sitting there with them, all of a sudden, he will bring up the deep stuff and say, hey, can I ask you about this? Or I got a kid at school that's really been giving me a hard time. Or I am personally struggling right now with some things. Maybe my anxiety is really bad or what's going on. This is where the deep stuff comes from. And this is the opportunity with the people in our database. And can you have that conversations with everybody? No. 
But over time, you can build into a good group that you can. And this is where those opportunities of like, hey, how can we sell our house right now if we, if we needed to? That's where they come up and kind of got to work your way into it. But man, it's magical when you unlock it. Just like being a good parent. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't even need to be that deep. If you're showing up frequently, then you know one of those short conversations, I might be like, hey, you know, Garrett, we've been thinking while I got you here on the phone, got a couple of questions about the house. You know, we probably don't have time to go through it now. Let me throw a couple of things out you and like, maybe we can get together and chat about it. You know, it doesn't have to even always be that deep level. Like you said, quantity time showing up, being present versus the once in a while type of thing. And like you said, that is still something you're not going to do with everybody, but you can do that with a core group and that core group can adjust and change. But I think to kind of circle it back to where we began, Garrett, is start with that intention and that focus of, hey, I'm not here to create real estate transactions. I'm here to find the opportunities to help people. And if I do that, the real estate transactions will take care of themselves. And that's just the way it works. I just had a vision with what I shared. It'd be like me calling up your wife, Jen, and be like, I need to get in better flow with Jen. Jen, you're coming with me. We're going fishing. I got this little aluminum boat. We're going to sit in it all day together. And I'm going to wait for you to, to break down and tell me that, hey... Don't all of a sudden jump to that level. Yeah, don't, don't do that. I, I, I don't want it to come out the wrong way. We're not trying to trap people into like, ah, oh, quantity time with somebody. Like, I've got it. Right. I think it comes down to frequency of interaction with a lot of these folks. And even there, there's systems with your client. We're at the Nile River Delta here, and there's a lot of different paths we can go. And so I'm just going to like drop an anchor here and, and call it quits for the day. <laughs> to bring it back to what you were saying and bring it back to where we got started here is that the consistency with the systems, if you turn that into your job, which is I'm consistent with these systems that allow me to be in flow with all these people, allow me to have the high frequency of interaction with them, allow me to have the quantity time so that they are comfortable when that time comes up for them. That's like, well, who can we reach out to? Who's been in our world a lot? Oh, I feel comfortable calling Matt Benelli. Let me reach out to him because we've been in such great contact and such sharing such great time with each other quantity time. Now, all of a sudden, you just turn to that person that people are comfortable, just like a kid who's having problems to say, hey, can I talk to you about something real quick? We want to create those opportunities. And this is all the byproduct of understanding really what your job is. And I don't care if you own an ice cream shop. I don't care if you're an insurance broker, if you are whatever it is, if you're listening to this podcast, and sitting here and saying, but I'm not in real estate or whatnot. It's like, this is not real estate. That's why I say, forget that you're a realtor. Those real successful re referral-based businesses come out of understanding what your job is, which is interacting with people and listening and looking for people that need your help and helping guide them. Interestingly enough, I think this concept actually starts to become more powerful in different industries because there's fewer people doing it only because like, oh, if I'm a plumber, I want to look for people who have plumbing problems. I get it. And there's different strategies in different different spaces, but you lean into this, it's going to work in a really massive way because you're going to surprise some people, you're going to delight some people, and ultimately, you're going to delight yourself too, which is kind of a cool thing. Yeah, it's great, great, great opportunities that will open up so many doors for you. And again, allow you to have the confidence and the, and the peace of mind to feel like you're in the driver's seat of this thing rather than you're being yanked around all over the place trying to figure out where the next deal is going to come from. All right, Matt. I think we did it. I think we did too. High five. High five. <laughs>
So with that being said, any of you who want to be part of uh, the larger community of ninjas that all listen to the podcast and uh, are hearing the same information that you're hearing every week and applying that into their businesses, go check us out on Facebook in the Ninja Selling Podcast group there, which we'd love to have you be a part of. And uh, if you want to learn more about Ninja Selling installations, which are the classes that'll give you the in-depth version of everything that Ninja's built off of and how it works and how to implement it in your business and into your life, that's at your fingertips there through ninjaselling.com. You can also find our coaching program through there. If you're looking for more help one-on-one, we are here to help you. And other than that, I just hope everybody's having an incredible day and we look forward to uh, being back soon. Yeah. Awesome. We'll take care, everybody. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, Matt. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.